Thank you so much for joining us on our Queer Corner. Woo-hoo! We have, <laughs> we have decided, based off of analytics and conversations, to do a spin with the Queer Corner on its own. So you're catching us in your ears on a Wednesday. This is our first Queer Corner. I am your host, Holly Ray Greystone. And I'm your other host, Gary Thorne. And Gary's going to start us off on his Queer Corner. Gary, what do you got for our Queer Corner today? Well, surprise, surprise, I have another movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, if you haven't caught our last, uh, you know, 10 shows, Gary does talk about movies. It's it's one of my passions, so I'm not going to lie. It is definitely a passion. Um, I watched last night a movie called Supernova. I watched it on Amazon. But it's actually it's a you, it's a movie you have to pay for. We it cost us six ninety nine to watch it. My husband and my dean we both watched it, loved it. It stars Colin Firth and Stanley Tucci, both who are straight and have had hap- happy marriages for years. They in this movie play a gay couple who have been together mm-hmm. for thirty years, and you come to find out that Stanley Tucci, who plays the character Tusker, who's a writer is suffering from um, Alzheimer's. And it's getting to the point now in where he's at that he's starting to not remember how to do things. And he forgets he forgets days and what's going on. And Colin Firth plays Sam, his husband, who is a pianist. And he's having to be the one to deal with being the caregiver. And, and they're trying to act like it's all still normal. And they go on this RV trip to go over they're they're okay. going to where his um it's on my to list to watch yeah yeah they're um they're going on a road trip that ends where sam who's played by colin firth is having a concert he hasn't he hasn't done a piano recital in forever and so they're doing this but they're going to places they remember along the way including stopping off at a family a family function of of sam's and during this time you see Stan Tucci's character, Tusker. He he does it so amazing. It's never any big moment. You just see him every once in a while struggling before he says a word. Or mm. there's this one point where he, at this one place they go to, he's has written a speech to, to say to everybody who's there. And he's looking at it and you can just see he can't, he's terrified because he doesn't know any of the words. And he, he hands it off to his husband, Colin Firth, to to read what he was going to say, and it just it kills you. I mean, you're you're watching this, and it kills you. You will need Kleenex. It's 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 uh, a movie. You will so need. So it just moved a little bit lower on my list of things to watch. Got it. Um, it's uh, directed and written by Harry McQueen, and it is filmed beautifully. Almost the entire movie is just the two of them. There's. Uh, there's where they when they go visit Sam's family you see that there's a a bunch of people around but other than that it's almost all just exclusively them the music in it is just it's beautiful I can't it just it's a beautiful it's a very quiet love story it's just and it just it it takes up the empty spaces you know what I mean those moments that you're when a you, good underscore is yeah. necessary in that type of uh Well, and just even when they're talking, there's moments where they're joking about, like at one point there's a joke about how slow Sam drives. And 
I pictured Dean and I having that same conversation, you know, <laughs> those kind of, it's the, that kind of stuff that they really, they just, they make it work. It opens, the opening scene is just them sleeping in bed together and just seeing how they're sleeping together, it immediately tugs at your heart. It's Aww. just this, it's, it's I might just watch this. that one scene and then <laughs> no more. Because I you can't watch do- the whole thing. I cannot do tears. It's, it's, but it's, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful love story. It's, oh my gosh. And I won't say more about what it's about, but it's just, it's, it is beautiful. Check it out. Pay the few few bucks to support the artists and watch it. And it's very understated. And like I said, you will need tissues. The thing I want to add to this is that Yes, there has been some controversy about it being two straight actors playing these two gay characters. Um, and I think you, if you've heard any of my other, we've talked we about do, this once or twice. We do, we have a show, yeah. I can't remember what episode it is right now, but we have talked about yeah. about that. There are some things that we can do to improve, absolutely. But also, on that same note, the directors have to find characters that can do the role, not just... Yeah. Be the orientation or the sexual identity or the gender, general, wow, gender identity. Well, Excuse me. it's also, do you want Long Matt day. Palmer, um, who's a beautiful gay man, do you want him to be restricted just to gay roles? It goes both ways. Exactly. Um, I'm not talking, I, I don't feel qualified to There's any way to talk There's definitely a discrimination about, happening. But I don't, and I don't feel any way to talking about anything dealing with transsexual actors. I, that exactly. one, I just don't, I, I'm not, I'm not talking about that at all. I'm just talking about, about the gay and lesbian aspect of that, that. And we'll talk more about this when we get into the, the, the women at Stonewall. We talk about Martha, yeah. uh, Pete Johnson. And, and so, so we, we'll is, explore that conversation some more. But it is a movie that you should watch, whether you're gay, straight, questioning, it doesn't it it's an amazing movie it should be up for some oscars this year it's my bet that they both nice. get nominated it and including the director it's just an amazing movie i'll have to check it so out that, yeah i'll have you i'll have my my tissues ready so i can just cry the ugly cry so watch it with desiree so you can both cry together it's an hour <sighs> it's an hour and a half we so usually take turns being the mess. I don't know if we can both be a mess at the same time. Uh, you'll be <laughs> fine. It'll, you can hug, and then Max will be there to comfort you both. So. Oh, my gosh. Yes, that's true. He is a cutie. And I'm sorry. I, 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 I Again, I just love that movie, so I really recommend it. Holly, what is your Queer Corner about? Well, my Queer Corner, as as usual, has this go. Mine gets a little more serious. Mine is more about being gay in in a community and how that how being myself outside my home is different locally in Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Portland, Seattle. And what I mean by that is there are certain places I go where I feel very comfortable holding my wife's hand. At the time, girlfriend, um, I felt comfortable doing that. And then there's other places where I, I nope, mm-mm. You know, it, especially when I was dating in, before I was married, because now I'm married to a wonderful human being. Everybody know about it now. But before that, it was very, it was very private. Even in a public setting, I, I would introduce, well, this is my friend. 
and my friend and I are going to sit apart in the pot, like at a restaurant, we'll sit more apart than we would have otherwise. So we would yeah. see, we see heterosexual couples, presumably heterosexual couples, couples sitting close together, leaning in for that kiss and sharing that chocolate cake and sipping each other's wine and having these really cute moments and knowing at least then knowing I will never have that experience. Now, flash forward, we have federal protection, about fucking time. Doesn't matter. Check out your uh, 14th Amendments. We all got rights. Anyway, moving on. It, it, it still doesn't matter because, and I'll get into that a little bit more here in a moment, but why, why I say that and why Gary is saying that. There is still in me a fear. When I say my wife. I not all the time, but in public situations, if I go somewhere and they're like, oh, you still think about it. I still think about it. Yeah. They're like, oh, that ring is so beautiful. How did he ask you? I was like, well, funny story. 2020 was supposed to be a magical year. And my wife popped the question at the at the appropriate time on New Year's. And it was freaking awesome. Little did we know that 2020 was going to be a freaking nightmare show, but the wedding was beautiful. You know, just and I have to consciously maintain my expression, my vocal, my body language, as if I did not notice their reaction. And I think that there's not a single queer person out there that you don't think about it when you're in a new situation in particular. I want to cry right now. Yeah, to don't, because I'll start crying. About when you're in a new situation, can 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 I hold Dean's hand? Yesterday yeah. we went out to coffee with friends and I didn't think about it. I just turned over and gave him a kiss on the cheek. And there was a moment after, oh, I hope that was okay. In just a brief Why? second. Why? But exactly. you do have that moment, you know, yep. where where the 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 average quote unquote state person wouldn't have that issue. And I mean that's something every queer person. Or if they do, it's not on the level of fear. No. That I They don't I, question I, it. I I would love any straight person to tell me, do they really worry about kissing their significant other in a public place or holding their hand in a public place? Every queer person I know thinks about it briefly. Briefly. Even if it's a split second, they think about it. And if you're new, like for me, when I was new and I had that, that, that revelation at 27, I was like, oh shit, that makes way more sense. And I'm going through all that. I did not feel safe even trying to explore that. Just because no. of the hate that I've seen and people being beaten and ridiculed and the discrimination. It's just, why can't I have that that love at like the like what I have seen? What we have seen portrayed uh, in media, what we see portrayed in our communities and our families. Like, why can't I have that without the fear factor being a part of that? It's better now, but obviously I'm still emotional about it. I'm fighting back tears right now because yeah. it's still it, it's it's it it hurts. Um, just kind of getting into why we say like just about every person in the core community experiences this. Uh, just dropping some statistics here. It, these are based in uh, 2018 statistics, but 34% of LGBT people experience discrimination and avoid public places such as stores and restaurants, parks, anything that you would consider a public place. Uh, they avoid being truly who they are because of discrimination they make it they actually 47 percent of the community will make specific decisions about where to shop and that's true i won't shop certain places especially if they yeah. use their money to lobby against our rights 
yeah. our, our 14th Amendment rights. It pisses me off. I'm not going to give you my money if I can help it. I avoid public transportation as much as possible, mostly because I'm afraid of being victimized if people find yep. out that I'm gay. Uh-huh. I, it's, as a as a business woman in that I, I do have a business, CCS Empowerment. I work with small business owners to build their business, entrepreneurs to build their businesses. And I, we made a decision early on that we weren't going to hide who we were. And that included me being, being, being a lesbian and being married to a woman that I was not flaunt it and just like paint rainbows everywhere or anything like that, but being literally true to myself and and representing myself. And that was a tough decision for me. I I don't think my business partner realizes how tough that conversation was when we had it. And he gave me his full support. He's like, absolutely. Otherwise we're not, we're not being true to our customers and therefore we shouldn't be doing this job because our whole point of doing this is to do, to give our, our best of everything of who we are to create a solution for them. And we can't do that if we're lying about who we are. And I appreciate that. But I, I honestly, when I'm working with clients, I am concerned about letting them know that because I, I don't want to lose their business because I truly believe I can help them. But then as an individual, if I'm setting up an event for a client, that they hire me as a project manager, I'm terrified of them finding out that I'm gay because maybe they won't give my client the best pricing. Yeah. Or they'll deny me. Oh, no, we can't make a cake for you because you're gay. It's like, well, it's not for me. It's for my client. Ah, oh, I can't do it. It's against my religions. Okay. And oh, then the tra- and I know I've lost a job because I was gay. I mean, I know it. Right. And transgender question, so. people have it worse. Oh, even yeah. Worse. Actually, they even have a yeah. higher risk of being outed. And you in our our show that that will drop later this this week on Friday, we talk about this in, in a little bit more detail. But transgendered individuals have a greater likelihood of being outed because their IDs do not represent their identity. And that often causes issues. So when they go to restaurants or theaters or anywhere they're being carded, people have a tendency to just out them right then and there. They also avoid, you know, gyms and public places in similar fashions that the rest of the LBG community experiences. And as much as I want to say that, oh, you know, here we are in the this is the future and we have federal protection. It does it has not stopped the violence, the increase in suicide, no. the idea of conversion therapy being pushed onto people. Just it it needs to stop. We need people who are advocates, who have the skills and talents, everyday people having the conversation and love to move this forward to the point that we don't have people living in fear. Well, I think at this point, it'd be also explained to all queer people out there, as long as you feel comfortable about it, make sure that your straight friends know you're queer. Because it's been proven that if a straight person knows somebody who's queer, they're more more likely to vote in legislation that that benefits everybody. Mm -hmm. If they don't know somebody who is queer, then they're less likely to. And that's, I mean, that goes with everything. If they're, if they don't know a person of color, that's going to, so all those things. Exactly. And we talk about this a lot of times in our shows, people come with their own preconceived notions and they come with their own scripts that have been imposed upon them from their peers and their experiences. And they think, Oh, 
this gay joke is funny. Everybody has laughed at it and then goes and says this funny joke and it actually is harmful because it turns out one of their friends is of that community that they're making fun of. And it's like, oh shit, I thought that was an okay joke. You know, it, it's not, it's not okay. And having, if you feel safe and you feel comfortable having that conversation, it does change the tone and it does help that individual grow. But it is not your responsibility to help them grow. Oh, and I'm not even saying go to all that. You're you're getting yeah. way deeper than I am. Just I, make I sure, do. I just I make sure that do. they. Yeah, if you don't, if you feel comfortable, make sure they know you're gay. That's you know, make sure they know you're queer. Make sure they know that. That's all you have to do. Yeah. If again, you want to. If you want to, I'm not by any means saying you you have to or you should. It's just if you want to. Um, Absolutely. And we love you. I want you to know that we love you. Thank you so much for joining us for our our queer corner our spinoff podcast for our show that will be dropping on Wednesdays. If you have something that you want to contribute to our Queer Quarter, please email us at queernundrum at queernundrum.com. That's a queer nun with a drum at a queer nun with a drum.com. And let us know what that is and we'd be happy to share it here on our show. You can also connect with us on any of our social media accounts as well. Thank you so much for listening and join us this Friday when we drop our next episode. Can I add one thing? Sorry. On the last podcast, I said my Twitter account, I said the wrong name. So it's Gary Thorne at Gary underscore Thorne. Oh my gosh. You make this so complicated. I know. Well, there was another Gary Thorne in there who I don't know. It wasn't my dad. He wouldn't know what the fuck he's doing with it. So, (laughs) (laughs) but I would love you to become, I I love, I love talking on Twitter. It's, it's, it's wonderful. I really enjoy that much more than Facebook. So it's it's a great place to talk. So please, please follow me and I'll follow you back. Yep. And follow our, our page as well, our Quinnardrum oh, podcast. Definitely. That's the that, more important one. Well, it's only in metrics. It's more important. <laughs> I I basically run our Instagram and Facebook for the most part, but in, con- in connection here with Mr. Gary. So you can connect I think Instagram's that. yours. You and Facebook meet every once in a while. There, every once in a while, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah. Conundrum anyway. podcast. Boom, baby. Love you. Well, then, be well. Thank you for connecting with us on this week's Conundrum. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Conundrum Podcast, and email us at Queernundrum at Queernundrum.com. And please rate and review us on iTunes. Until then, peace and be well. And be queer.